0: Many arrested. Congress stormed. Right-wing citizens believed the election was stolen from their former president. They were determined to take back what had been wrongfully taken. Chaos ensued. I'm not talking about the United States. This time, it was Brazil. It felt like déjà vu. The votes didn't come in as he wanted. Former President Herr Bolsonaro has yet to concede and did nearly nothing to quell the conspiracy theories that the election was stolen by recently inaugurated President Lula da Silva. Bolsonaro was in Florida as thousands of his supporters rushed Congress in an attempt to overthrow da Silva's government and reinstate their former president. The response was swift. Over a thousand arrested, more to come. Political chaos is hard to watch. It makes me think of Psalm 2's greatest question, why do the nations rage? The answer, they've set themselves against the Lord. The solution? Blessed are all who take refuge in Christ. He alone brings true peace. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series here on Tuesday called, What Do We Do Now? Wherever you are, I hope you're staying warm in the middle of January. And I hope you've recovered from the busyness of the holiday season. And you know, this time of year always makes me think. Now, I can almost hear you saying, Charles, you're always thinking about something. And maybe that's true. You caught me. But the thing I think about the second week in January is this. I'm in a new year. But now the holidays are over. Christmas doesn't come again for nearly 12 months. Family members have returned to where they live. Presents are opened and put away. And the sweets have all settled nicely around our middles. So now what? What should we do? How should we mark our time? These are not new questions. They've been around for a long time, as there have been believers in Yahweh which is since the beginning of mankind, of course. That's why we're continuing this series, What Do We Do Now? And I think Charles Spurgeon can get us going in the right direction. Listen to a moment from his morning and evening devotional where he talks about the Lord's revelation to us.
1: Will not the trials from above and the temptations from beneath all seem but light afflictions, when we can hide ourselves beneath the bulwark of God has said.
0: A brief excerpt from Spurgeon's much-beloved Morning and Evening devotional. Later, we'll hear the rest of that devotional and how it helps us know what to do next in this new year. It begins by reading God's Word. After the program, I want to send you this devotional classic that Christians have been using for... Well over 150 years. And I think this is the case for two reasons. One, it's easy to use. One page in the morning and one page in the evening. But second, every short devotional is based on God's Word, which will help stay anchored in Scripture throughout the year. And really, like this special edition of Morning and Evening that we have for your gift, with a gold-stamped binding and easy-to-read typesetting, The words have been gently adapted into modern English, which makes it easier for you to read and enjoy. Now, I want to share this with you after the program, when you make your first gift of the year to Haven today. You can call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us on our website. You can make your gift there at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And just before we open with our first song, next week we're doing a series on Jesus and money. And I'd love to feature you on the program and how you're being a good steward with your finances in the midst of these harder financial times. Call us at 800-65-HAVEN and let the person know you'd like to share a short testimony for us to possibly use on the air. Now I want us to open with Jeremy Kemp. In the morning When
2: I rise In the morning When I rise In the morning When I rise Give me Jesus Give me Jesus the. Uh-huh. Just give me cheese, cheese.
1: 21st morning reading God has said Hebrews 13:5 If we can only grasp these words by faith we have an all-conquering weapon in our hand what doubt will not be slain by this two-edged sword what fear is there which shall not fall smitten with a deadly wound Inflicted by an arrow from the bow of God's covenant. Will not the distresses of life, and the pangs of death? Will not the corruptions within, and the snares without? Will not the trials from above, and the temptations from beneath? All seem but light afflictions, when we can hide ourselves beneath the bulwark of God has said. Yes, whether for delight in our quietude or for strength in our conflict, God has said must be our daily resort. And this may teach us the extreme value of searching the Scriptures. There may be a promise in the Word which would exactly fit your case, but you may not know of it, and therefore you miss its comfort. You are like prisoners in a dungeon where there could be one key on the key ring which would unlock your door and free you. However, if you won't look for it, you may remain a prisoner yet, though liberty is so close at hand. There may be a potent medicine in the great pharmacopeia of Scripture, and you may yet continue sick, unless you will examine and search the Scriptures to discover what God has said. Besides reading the Bible, shouldn't you be filling your memories abundantly with the promises of God? You can recollect the sayings of great people. You treasure up the verses of renowned poets. Oughtn't you to be profound in your knowledge of the words of God, so that you may be able to quote them readily when you want to solve a difficulty or overthrow a doubt? Since God has said is the source of all wisdom and the fountain of all comfort. Let it dwell in you richly as a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So shall you grow healthy, strong, and happy in the divine life.
0: That was a reading from February 21st. From Charles Spurgeon's morning and evening devotional. And it was read for us by Ted Staunton. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. God has said. That was enough for Spurgeon. Whether times were good or times were bad, God spoke. He revealed himself through his word. He's told us his law, he's shown us the path to find wisdom. And he's proclaimed his gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, to us. But this leads me to a question. If God has spoken to us in the scriptures, how should we react to that? Well, maybe Spurgeon's famous devotional morning and evening can give us a clue. That title wasn't just made to sell copies. It's a concert that we find in the Bible. The idea that God's people seek their Savior and their Lord morning and night. When they arise, when they go to bed. In fact, thousands of years before Spurgeon began writing devotions for mornings and evenings, the psalmists of Israel were already talking about this pattern. One example is found in Psalm 92. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night to the music of the ten-stringed lyre and the melody of the harp. You know, the older I get, the more I appreciate the idea of wisdom. God's law is black and white. Some things are sinful while other things are right. But this world can be gray, can't it? It's a fallen world. It's a confusing world. So whenever I find something like this in God's word, I hang on to it. The psalmist tells us very clearly what's good, proclaiming the Lord's love in the morning and his faithfulness at night. We don't know who wrote that particular psalm, Psalm 92. God didn't tell us. But whoever it was, that person knew who the Lord was and what the Lord had done. And that's why he sang praises to him morning and evening. Listen to verses 4 and 5. For you make me glad by your deeds. Lord, I sing for joy at what your hands have done. How great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. I think that's a good challenge to us at the beginning of this new world. The rhythms of the holiday season are over. But we can still have rhythms for knowing God's Word daily, weekly, monthly, even yearly. Just like the psalmist did, just like God's people have for generation after generation. The Jewish people prayed three times every day, morning, noon, and night. And we've kept up some of that as Christians, haven't we? Time with the Lord, devotions, a quiet time, whatever we call it. We know that we should be reading God's word, meditating on his mighty deeds for us and our salvation, praying to him and praising his glorious name. He is the one who sustains us through each and every day and week. And after all, on Sundays, he promises to meet with us. But as important as gathering with God's people for church is on a weekend, something's wrong if we only think about our Lord one day each week. I mean, think of a marriage. How healthy would a marriage be if you only talked to your spouse once every seven days? Would you really know them? Would you really care for them, no matter what you said with your lips? Probably not. And we have a great privilege as Christians because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We can go directly to the Lord. We can read the scriptures in faith, knowing that they all point to him and that they tell us about the one who created us and sustains us and redeems us. And we can pray, knowing that our God and Father is even more willing to hear us than we are to go to him with our needs. Yes, there is an answer for what we need after Advent is over. We need to plan ourselves into a regular habit of reading God's Word. And I don't just mean during the good times. Do you remember what King David said in Psalm 55? It's a psalm of lament. That means that David is crying out to his Lord in the midst of pain and confusion. He needed to be rescued. And what did he say? As for me, I call to God and the Lord saves me. Evening. Morning and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. He calls on God for the three Jewish prayer times, morning, noon, and night. David was the king, a very powerful man, the most powerful man in all of Israel, at least. But even when he was going through the ringer, he realized that there was someone more powerful than him, someone higher mightier and someone who listened and heard the prayers of his people david knew that he needed to turn to yahweh the lord almighty and he knew that this god his god would rescue him and i suppose this leads to an uncomfortable question for me to ask do we do this do we spend time with our lord each day even when things aren't going well Or do we get caught up in the daily rhythms of our lives and live like we can do everything on our own? Like we are so sufficient for life without the Lord. I can't speak for you here, but I would have to say that I forget to go to the Lord far too often. But what a comfort that we have a Savior Jesus Christ is constantly living to intercede for you and me, we sinners who fail time and time again. And with this knowledge propping us up in our weakness, how can we not spend time in God's word every day? Hearing about our Savior who loves us, reading about our Lord Almighty who has given us every blessing, even the ones we take for granted And praying to him, praising him for who he is and what he's done, bringing our needs before him and asking him to conform our will to his will. Now, that is the rhythm that you and I both need in our lives. No matter what stage we find ourselves in, no matter how life is going for us at the moment, We need to be spending copious times every day with our Lord, with our Savior. And you know, he wants to spend time with us. So won't you join me this year? Won't you commit to this rhythm of prayer and reading God's Word? It's what we're supposed to do. We can go to our Lord morning and evening, and we can know. That he will speak to us and he will hear us through Jesus Christ. What a Savior!
3: Morning by morning, I wake up to find the power and comfort of God's hand.
0: He's always been faithful. Do you believe that? Do you believe those words that Sarah Groves just sang for us here on A Haven Today? What do we do now? Well, earlier in the program, we heard a reading from the devotional Morning and Evening by Charles Bergen. Some might wonder how something that was written more than 150 years ago could still speak to us today. And the simple answer is, it's based on God's Word and God's word never changes. I really would like to send you this special edition of Morning and Evening that we have for your gift to the ministry. It comes with a leather-like cover, gold-stamped binding, easy-to-read typesetting, and Spurgeon's Victorian English has been gently adapted for readers in the 21st century. Makes a difference. And here at the beginning of 2023, this is the perfect time to take up the challenge for you to focus more on God's Word. So why don't you call us right now for your gift to the ministry. We'll send you morning and evening. The number to call is 865-HAVEN. That's 865-HAVEN. Or you can go online, go to our website, make your gift there, Ask for morning and evening. Do it at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And by the way, as we're starting this new year, if this program is a blessing to you, would you do something? At least consider it. Would you pray to become a monthly partner? That's somebody who agrees to give automatically monthly and pray regularly that the gospel will keep going forth from Haven Ministries. Read about that when you go online or ask about it when you give us a call. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus. Here on Haven Today. your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There's something incredibly beautiful about watching a child open a gift you know they'll love, isn't there? The anticipation in their heart and yours of the joy they're about to experience is thrilling. Imagine our Heavenly Father's anticipation. God so loved the world, John 3.16 tells us. He loved the world and gave His only Son Imagine the joy in his face as his children open the gift of Christ and receive his eternal blessings. It's the kind of joy that can sustain a soul forever, and it will. When we enter heaven's gates, according to Jesus, we'll enter into the joy of our Master. We rejoice, but also he will rejoice over us for eternity. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.